Yins guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is April 6, 2021. The season is underway, and there are already storylines to follow in Pittsburgh. Key Brian Hayes lands on the injured list with a wrist injury, and the Bucks struggle to win games since. We're going to get into the effect the injury has on the team and the start of the season for the Pirates' starting pitchers. And our boys return home and welcome fans back to PNC Park this Thursday. We're going to talk home opener as well. I'll say this right out of the gate, Jake. Uh, for me and my family, we've been battling a little springtime colds. Uh, mostly been a little bit of a dry throat thing for me. So I may sound a little hoarse today. Other than that, feeling pretty good. How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Battery died in my car this weekend. Man, them things are expensive. <laughs> 140 out the door for a Ford Focus battery. Come on now. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I don't remember when I replaced mine last, but it definitely surprised me at the price, too. Yeah. But busy, busy time at work this week, too. It's just been, it's been rough. But hey, baseball's good. It's a stress reliever sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) I can't say too much. Sometimes. Can't say too much for this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they're playing a game right now while we're recording. Uh, it's the eighth inning, and uh, it's 14-1 to 1 Reds. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Uh, that may uh, That's probably bad for our attention spans, knowing that, uh, knowing that they're, they're playing right now. Dustin Fowler got a hit. We're going to talk about him a little bit later, maybe. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the games that are finished. Let's start off opening day. That was exciting. That was a good one. Key Brian Hayes, first inning homer, starts it off 2 nothing. Then it was just a good game. Our bullpen mm-hmm. locked it down. Uh, Underwood struck out the side. Holmes 1-2-3 with a punch out. Howard strikes out the side. Bednar punches out two in his inning. Stratton gives up a run in the eighth, but it was on a Rizzo double, and then they manufactured it. And Rich Rod, K's two, gets the, gets the save. Six innings, 11 Ks, and a walk. One hit, one run off the bullpen in opening day, and we thought, maybe maybe this is all right. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, they had to pitch six innings because Chad Cool went three innings. So we're going to get yeah, into that just, a little bit. Yeah, it's not acceptable. He struggled early to find the zone. Uh, he didn't have his stuff. Managed to only give up one run, one earned run. There was another run in there, but one earned run. Uh, runners in scoring position, three for 20. 15 runners left on base. I know there was a quote afterwards from Shelton that said, hey, if we've got 20 guys on base, we're all right. But I, I, don't, I don't know if I subscribe to that idea. It's got to get better. Yeah, I mean, and they, and they showed the rest of the series that they're not hitting with runners in scoring position. Right, it's one thing to have guys on; it's another thing to get them in. I mean, I've seen that over and over again in MLB games, high school baseball games, college base. You know, it's across the board. Yeah, it's great to have uh, twenty runners on the runners <laughs> on the base paths, 
But I mean, let's let's face it, if they're not crossing home plate, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, and the thing that thing that kind of gets me about the quote is that it's not like they had a bunch of guys on base because they earned it. The Cubs pitching walked a lot of guys, and it wasn't great at bats kind of stuff. It was I can't reach that ball kind of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, Saturday we we lose the first the first game of the year, five to one against the Cubs, and another topic was well, Key Brian Hayes left the game in what the first inning, wrist discomfort. I think he uh, played another he inning. Left the game. Yeah. He, he got left hurt the game in, the, in the second. Yeah. So that was an obvious blow to morale and and everything else. Anyway, Jake Arrieta looked like he's comfortable in a Cubs uniform. He wasn't dominant like he used to be, but he was good. Tyler Anderson, on the other hand, that was an interesting outing for me. Uh, I I know I texted you. I'm not a fan of the hesitation leg kick. Yeah. And I feel like uh, he's... His games are going to be four hours. He just takes forever. It's like, remember Eric Bedard used to take a long time? Mm-hmm. This Paul guy, took a long time, too. Yeah, this, but this guy's doing it when he throws a pitch. And yeah. ultimately, uh, he probably had the best start of our starting pitchers, even though he gave up more runs. Well, until tonight. Yeah. But I'm just I'm not into it. I don't I don't like that. I mean, the run, the Baez run was manufactured by the fact that he had all day to steal second and third base. Yeah. And then there was just a sack fly and he scores. And it's like, well, <laughs> just gave up a run. But anyway, both teams struck out twelve times in that game. It's a bit of a yikes. Yeah, that's a lot. Sunday, a uh, closer game. I mean, not the 5-1's a blowout by any means. We're getting blown out tonight. That's not a blowout. Right, yeah. But Sunday, 4-3 to three loss. Uh, Frazier and Newman at the top of the order go for 7. Phillip Evans filling in for Key Bryan has three hits. Two hits for Reynolds and Moran. Moran hit a sixth inning, two-out, two two-run homer, which was good. Felt like mm-hmm. they were getting back into it. But uh, Evans makes the error that scores another run. And that was kind of like, eh, you know, maybe that run doesn't score. It's it's hard to tell. Yeah. It's- but Mitch Keller struggled in that one. Three innings. See, see, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's a struggle, but like three innings. You can't go three innings. But he only gives up right. two hits. Yeah. But he walked four. Yeah. 77 pitches through three innings is... Yeah. That's outrageous. And that's what we're seeing. Like, that's yeah. the way this is going. We out-hit the Cubs in this game, 7-3. to three. Bullpen looked good again. But the center field position, so that's the series, 1-2. and two. The center field position went 0-9. for 9. Fowler got a pinch hit, but not when he was playing center. 1-12 for 12 from the two guys, but from the center field position... And I'm saying this is is updated clear through tonight. We have yet to get a hit from the center field position. That's not okay. Remember when we talked about no? Remember when we talked about outfield depth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what this feels like. It's a rough start, guys. 
So they, they can't hit with runners in scoring position. I'm sorry. They haven't hit with runners in scoring position yet. That needs right. that needs to be improved. So now, uh, let's just say Monday uh, we lost 5-3. to three. JT Brubaker actually looked impressive early on. He's kind of bullish. He's got a lot of movement on his two-seam, but too many walks. It's the same sort of thing. Thought it was yeah. good overall, but bullpen again. Didn't look bad. Luis Oviedo. That guy's curveball is nasty. 20, what right. is he, 20 or 21? Just the rule five, they kind of thought, let's hide him and see if we can keep him on our roster. Well, if he keeps pitching like this, I don't see a problem with that. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a big home run to Castellanos that kind of put us out of it. It was how Howard was on the mound. Castellanos is otherworldly right now. But it was a 3-2 fastball that had to be a strike. Bottom of the zone. I mean, he could throw a ball there and just walk him, but, you know, you, you want to throw a strike there. He just beat him. Yeah. So, 2 nothing, Two solo shots in the first. Solo shot in the ninth. You lose 5-3. to three. And then tonight, well, nice game's all but over. It is the ninth inning right now, but it's 14-1. to one. And the Reds just put in Carson Fulmer, who we DFA'd in the spring training. So, there you go. That's the game's. So, I mean, <laughs> barring in an unbelievable comeback, we're looking at a 1-5 and five start to the season. So, largely in part by starting pitching performance. Yeah. So, I'm going to start this off with, we can talk about a lot of things, but Bill James has a statistic called game score. Okay. That he created. Real quick, start with 50 points. Okay. Yeah. You add a point for each out recorded, so three points an inning. Two points for each inning completed after the fourth inning. That's good, which, by the there way, go, yeah. can't really add that to very many of our pitchers. Add another mm-hmm. point for each strikeout. And then you start subtracting. Subtract two points for each hit, four points for each earned run, two points for an unearned run, and subtract a point for a walk. Only one point for a walk. That's pretty good. Yeah. Here's our game scores for our starting pitchers. Remember, you start with 50. Yeah. Chad Cool, 50. Tyler Anderson, 50. Mitch Keller, 43. JT Brubaker, 54. Trevor Cahill tonight, 20. Ugh. Right? Yeah. Ugh. The lines for those guys. Chad Cool, three innings, only one hit, one run. But three walks and only two strikeouts. He threw 63 pitches. 52% of them were strikes. Then we go to Anderson. Five innings, five hits, three runs. This is where I'm going. He actually pitched five full innings. He only walked two. Struck out seven. Okay. Now, he's given up three runs, which isn't good. And stolen bases on top of that. Mm -hmm. Should have been more stolen bases. I would have ran all day. Yeah. So anyway, he threw 91 pitches. So, I mean, 91 five innings is a lot, but you threw 91 pitches. That's a, you know, I feel like that's enough to say, sure, your day's over. You got me through five. Yeah. I'm a, If Tyler Anderson gives us five innings every start, I'm okay still throwing him out there. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's kind of where we're. I think if you go start throwing him out in the sixth and seventh inning, we're going to see more, more runs. 68% <laughs> strikes. Okay. So that's not bad. 
Mitch Keller, three innings, two hits, three runs, four Ks. I'm going to say that first. Four walks. He threw three innings, 77 pitches. We just talked about that. 55% strikes. JT Brubaker just got through four innings. Three hits, an earned run, but he walked four. He struck out six, but four innings, 82 pitches. 61% strikes. And then Cahill tonight, four innings, nine hits, seven runs. He did not walk anybody, believe it or not. Struck out uh, four. Because he was throwing beach balls. Yeah, that's seriously. Uh, four Ks, 73 pitches, and 67% strikes. So, 67% strikes. By the way, he gave up two home runs to Tyler Naquin, who the Indians gave up on. Yeah. I'm not saying that to say the Indians made a mistake. I'm saying Cahill made two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Naquin is on fire right now, and the Indians knew that he was capable of that. He just struggled to show it, but anyway. Yeah. So the the MLB average for strike percentage is around 62%. So a couple of them not bad, but we're below that. And I'll tell you Mm -hmm. this. This is how close it is. 62% is the average. When you get to your better pitchers, they're at 65%. So 62 and 65 is a big difference. Yeah. And we're looking at 67 for Cahill, which we talked about. 61 for Brubaker, so he's right around there. 55% for Mitch Keller. That's super low considering the difference that they say between 3% is you're better when you're at 65. Yeah. And then 68% for Tyler Anderson. That's, you know, he's right there. But Chad Cool was only 52%. We've got to throw more strikes. Yeah, attack the zone. When you throw that many balls, they're just, I mean, I just feel like they're hunting it down. They they got away with it, but only because they only threw three, four innings. Yeah. Now, I know it's early on in the season, but you got to get more. I 100% agree. I mean... I used to be a pitcher, and and that was the big thing was three pitches or less is what you're trying to do um, to be, especially if you're not going to be one of those guys that strike a lot of guys out, which I was, and I pitched to contact. So my goal was three pitches or less per hitter. I want to go up there, and I'm going to make this this ball move and miss the barrel and get you to ground out, get you to fly out. You know, just avoid the hard contact, but you got to attack the zone. I mean, well, and right now there's a. Yeah, right now there's a lot of there's a lot of strikeouts in the game, regardless. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me just throw some comparisons on this game score thing. Mm-hmm. We were at 50, 50, 43, 54, and 20 for our starters. Uh, Musgrove in his first start, 74. Glass now in his first start, 76. Cole in his first start, 56. That's a little closer to where we're at. Still mm-hmm. better than all five of them. And Trevor Williams, 64, who took a no-hitter through five innings with the Cubs. Trevor Williams is the one that bugs me on this list. Yeah. Because we just yeah, let I him go. What What was the point? Yeah. I have no idea. I would have I, I rather really paid Trevor Williams to, to do whatever Trevor... Let's say Trevor Williams is still the same pitcher. Let's let him just do that 
and we don't have to worry about Cahill. Right. I agree. I, I like Trevor Williams. I, I thought, you know, he was never going to be like an ace of a staff or anything, but I always thought he was a, he was a competitor. He'd go out there every day, take the ball when he was supposed to take the ball and he'd give you what he's gotten. And, and usually it was, it was decent. Yeah. He had some really good years. He struggled the last couple, but the, the point is like you're saying he, I mean, right now, all we're asking from Cahill is innings. Yeah. Proven tonight when we just let him throw all the way through four innings. I know that seems crazy all the way, but we could have taken him out early because he was stinking. Yeah. So I would do that with Trevor Williams and at least just still have him. Yeah. It's got to be more competitive than what you're seeing out of Cahill right now. Now, I know we're frustrated, obviously, but Mm -hmm. Trevor Cahill hasn't pitched you know what I mean? He didn't get a full spring. So maybe he gets better. The point is we're we're calling it how it is. And right now, I mean, that was a bad outing. We'll see if he bounces back. I'm not entirely surprised by this. Right. But I'm I'm surprised at how bad it's been, but I'm not surprised there's a slow start. I mean, that's a little bit of what we expected to be a slow start. This team is going to get better as the season goes. Yeah. But I also think that losing Key Brian Hayes, I think that was a bit, I know it's early, but it was kind of like, hey, we won a game. It's really exciting. He was the exciting part of it. Key Brian Hayes, let's talk about him. And then, boom, he's hurt. And yeah. I just felt like it deflated. Our, our defense is making errors. And who knows if that's if that's a reason you know what I mean? It's unfair to say it is. Right. But but at the same time, I mean, that that's your guy. That's the guy of the city right now. You know, and then when he goes down, there is that just uh, yeah. feeling. You know what I mean? Oh, there's definitely that. Yep. It's just frustrating. Yeah. So Wilmer Defoe gets the call, which a lot of people I'm sure were thinking, uh, Todd Frazier? Yeah, and I, and I could understand that for a minute, but I think when 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 if we make the call to bring up Todd Frazier, I don't think it's going to be a time when we're going to send him back down. Yeah, I mean, you have the chance to lose Defoe as soon as Hayes comes back. Because yeah. he's they're going to have to send him down and I'm pretty sure he's out of options too. So, he could yeah. you know, he's going to have to be designated and he could be picked up. So I think I agree with that. Also, Wilmer Defoe was on the taxi squad in Chicago with the team. Yeah. And Todd Frazier was still in Pittsburgh. And they made this decision an hour before game time. Right. So that's why Todd Frazier doesn't get the call right there. Yeah. It, Todd Frazier would not have been there for the start of the game. And I think the only reason that they really put him on the injured list is because they're shorthanded on the bench. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they're like, ah, he could bounce back, but let's take our time with it. Yeah, and why not? Why not? You know, you, I I think it's pretty apparent to everybody we're not we're not going to compete for a playoff spot. You still want to be as competitive as you can be for a professional organization, but at the same time, you got to protect your assets too. That's right. And Key Brian is a big asset to the team. Just put him on the 10-day IL. It's not like he's going to be out for two months. I mean, you're talking about a total of, you know, two weeks. 
once you get through, you know, the oh the day back they probably backdated it. So it's literally probably Well, but they made the days. decision the next day. Yeah. So I mean So basically, no, it started Yeah, it, yeah. It started the day they made the call because he played in the game the day before. Yeah, you're right. So So I mean you're talking about ten days, not two months. So right. take it easy, relax, let him get a hundred percent healthy or even ninety six percent healthy rather than running him out there or just saying, eh, we'll play one short tonight. You don't have that you don't have that luxury when you're carrying fourteen, fifteen pitchers. It's a fourteen, yeah, I think. It's fourteen, yeah. But still yeah, that gives 14, you four bench just, players. Right. I mean, well, you have because you have Fowler and the two infielders and a catcher. Right. So and the catcher catchers don't even really count when you're talking about bench depth. Not until it's the ninth inning and you're down two and you have to make it a decision. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's, it's your last call. So yeah. A hundred percent. And I so I wonder if this is mostly precautionary, but that's that's part of it. So do you think so you've already you've already covered the the defense. It it is a blow. Do you think it do you think it does mess? Do you think he's good enough that it messes with that defense? I think he's good enough that it messes with the the mental side of the game, both defensively and offensively. It's just that wind out of your sails. You just don't have the the hype for every game, which they should. They're professionals, they should. But when it's your guy, it's just, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I think he does more good for the defense than not having him does bad. That's what I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that when he's on the field, it makes you that much better. But when he's not, I don't feel like it's like, well, now we stink and they're going to make a bunch <laughs> of errors. Like, I don't think right. that's, I don't think that's the way it goes. They're, they're pros. Right. But I, I right. do think that somebody who's special can make you better. Sure. I'll agree with that. Final tonight, by the way. The game is over. So, 14-1 loss. Yay. You know what the best thing about baseball is? They get to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's a day game tomorrow. So, they'll play that game. Then they're back in Pittsburgh. Thursday, home opener. Welcome back to PNC Park. Right. Tyler Anderson scheduled to start, so plan on being there for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> there will not be Key Brian Hayes, but hey, man, baseball's back in Pittsburgh, and you're allowed to go to the game. Yeah, absolutely. So we will be there. Heck yeah. So we're excited about it, uh, regardless. But I'm not sure who's starting for the Cubs yet. I would probably... Guess it'd be Arietta, which stinks, but I would guess that's yeah. who it is. Maybe we'll maybe we'll give him some payback, rough him up with about eight or nine runs. Be nice. Yeah. It'd be real nice if Chad Cool can kind of get things going tomorrow to kind of set the tone. Yeah. If he can have a good start tomorrow and stop this kind of streak. Hopefully the Reds used all their uh all their runs tonight. Just don't get that swept. That happens a lot. It does happen that a happens lot. happens a lot. But yeah, so Home opener, uh, PNC Park traditions. I thought it'd be a little fun, kind of cover some of this kind of stuff. I know mm -hmm. for me, PNC Park in particular, going over Giovanni's on 6th Street, getting a slice of pie. 
Get a little, Absolutely. Get a little pizza, a little slice of pizza before the game, then walk back across the Clemente Bridge. Even if I park on the North Shore, I walk over to Giovanni's. Yeah, I typically park on the Sixth Street in the Sixth Street garage, and I just walk right out. Boom! There's Giovanni's right there. I could give me a pizza, and yeah. I'll tell you what, it's 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 good pizza. If you've never had Giovanni's, you need to try it. Yeah, it's right across the Clemente Bridge, right there on the left side mm-hmm. as you're walking back. But yeah, no, I usually do that too. Day games uh, during the week, you're pretty much parking on North Shore. Yeah, uh, because of work and everything, so. So that'll be kind of the case this uh, this Thursday. I'll walk across in the morning before the game and get a piece of pizza. Absolutely. So that'll be good. Uh, but that's kind of my thing. I uh, Basically, when I have a piece of Giovanni's pizza before the game, the Pirates do pretty well. I think they've only lost probably in the last, like, I don't know, five, six years. I think they've only lost one game that I've gone to where I've had Giovanni's before the game. We're definitely getting it tomorrow or Thursday. Then. Yeah, yeah. Now, there was a game in there where, like, I was already keen to this. I already knew that this was happening. And we parked on the North Shore, and I didn't walk over, and they lost. And I said, all right, never again. I got to get Giovanni's for the game if I want to <laughs> see him win. So, also for us, this is more specific to home opener. Um, we, we, and I think we, we mentioned this before, but... Um, our daughter has never missed a home opener that they that we were allowed to go to. Right. And so she's excited about it. I was going to ask her some questions, have her on here. And she, t- she told me that she didn't want to record anything that even one person was going to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, well. But she, she's got some things we always say. We always say there's no rules on opening day. So if she asks for cotton candy, she gets it. If she asks for hot dogs, she gets it. Pierogies, she'll get them. Does that go for anybody who goes with you? No, no, no. Lemon chills, she loves the lemon <laughs> chills. But she'll those lemon chills are good. Well, the good thing is, is it's going to be like eighty degrees and sunny Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful day. So she'll probably get her lemon chill. Yeah. I remember the one remember, year we sat. You were just gonna, you were just going to say it. No, probably not. Okay, the one Go year ahead. we sat on the right on the Clemente wall over there, and Yin's guys were there with us, um, yeah. and it was snowing, <laughs> and she's all bundled up, and you know what I mean. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't watch a lot of the games, but she likes opening day, and she likes going to the game. Yeah. Speaking of the lemon chills, I remember back in the day, this was probably about, I don't know, nine, ten years ago when they first started having those lemon chills there. They had strawberry chills too. Yeah, I remember that. They had lemon and they had strawberry and and I would would buy them both. And my, my wife, Ashley, she would eat about half of her lemon chill before she was like, ah, I've had enough. This is, I'm, I'm done. And then I would take my strawberry, mix it in with the lemon, and dude, it was so good. So good. What's your uh what's your go to uh you're gonna eat at the park? What are you gonna eat? Like food. That's a though. tough question. That's a tough question. I mean, I gotta say French fries because 
I'm always eating a piece of pizza before some, most of the time, two pieces of pizza before I go into the game. So I'm not starving, but I I do, uh, so the potato patch has some really good French fries. (laughs) Just get the French fries. Yeah. There's so many things. I mean, you can get permanis in there. You can get so many things. I'm with you though. Like I eat the pizza before I go in. A lot of times I have a couple pieces and Giovanni's don't, you ain't fooling around. These are big pieces of pizza. Yeah, they're big. And, uh, yeah, so I'm never really super hungry, but I'm usually, I'm usually good for a hot dog. Usually, you know, go to the game, get a hot dog. So I'm, I'm pretty plain when it comes to that. Uh, the progies are real good. So there are, there are some times I get the progies too, but, uh, I'm at least going to get a hot dog. I'm not big on hot dogs in general. Yeah. So, I mean, now if I go to a a game and it's like dollar dog night, I'll get a couple hot dogs. (laughs) But, you know, it's just, I, to me, a hot dog isn't worth more than a dollar. That's my own personal opinion. But yeah. I'll take advantage of the dollar. I got you. Do you remember, do you remember we went to a, uh, a, I believe it was a Nashville Sounds game one time? Yeah. And they had dime hot dogs? Yeah. They were a dime. Yep. I ate about five of those. I think they do dime a dog. Uh in Columbus at the Clip, at the Clippers games. Yeah. Uh, but I typically don't get the hot dogs on Diamond Dog Night. They're a different color. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're doing to those hot dogs or what they're not doing to them. But they they got to They're get, 10 cents, bud. Yeah, they they turn <laughs> I don't think they leave them on there long enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't trust the Diamond Dog. Maybe I'll eat one, but oh, I don't know. I'd rather get something else on Diamond Dog Night. It's fair enough. <laughs> so how about like the store? You go in, you buy the merch. Do you buy that or you go over to Pittsburgh Fan before the game? Uh, I I buy a lot of my merch on Fanatics, but I do... I do like to get some, at least, you know, something from the store. Not every time I go. Not well, by not, any not stretch every, of the means. Yeah. But, but like I, you I try, do, I try to get something from the store every year. Okay, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a jersey guy, so like I don't have. There's nothing as far as like I know a lot of people. They like to get into the store and get that jersey, mm-hmm. and you can get the custom jerseys and everything there. Yeah, yeah. But like I'm, I, I just, I don't like a jersey. I don't like wearing them. I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of the jerseys. I wear them. I, I get them. They're knockoffs. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't I don't want to spend a ton of money and it's like a hot dog for me. I, I like them every once in a while, but I'm not spending premium money on them. Yeah. Um I like because I want to be able to wear it. If I wear it out to the game, I don't want to be all nervous about everything. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get it on my jersey. Like, dude, it was thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, not a hundred and thirty. Right. Yeah, I like to get a hat. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Like to get me a new hat. Mm-hmm. I like the jersey, like T-shirt though. You get the, you know, you yeah. get. The, it looks like the jersey, but it's just a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I like that. I did. I have gotten those over the years, but it kind of frustrates you when you you open up your drawer and you got a Kutch jersey shirt, uh, <laughs> Marte jersey shirt, a Harrison jersey shirt. What else did I have? Alvarez, a couple of Alvarez ones. Probably a Walker one, I'm sure. 
Um, I know Katie's got a Walker jersey. But here's the thing. Yeah. If you're if you're safe, like here's what I'm saying. Like, there's some jerseys that you've bought over the years. And I just mean like you as in the general pirate fan. If you right. bought a McCutcheon jersey, that's timeless. You can wear it. I don't care that he's still playing, you can wear it. You can yep. buy a Neil Walker jersey. You can wear a Neil Walker jersey the game tomorrow. And it's not like, oh, look, they got a Neil Walker jersey. Right? You know right. what I mean? And then yeah. there are the classics, you know, Clemente, Starge, all those guys, even like Jason Kendall. Yeah. But like, I'm trying to think of that obscure jersey that you see some guy wearing. Jack Wilson, you're good. Mm hmm. Uh, Freddie Sanchez, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Freddie Sanchez, you're good. Um, I'm trying to think of the the jersey that you see and you're the like. Jason Bay jersey? I'm even out on that. That's I'm what out. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm out on the Jason Bay jersey. Yeah. You got to get a new jersey. Yeah, the obscure ones. Yeah. I think if you That's have. That's what I thought we were talking about. Yeah, Jordy Mercer. Okay, it's time to put that one away. But, like, <laughs> if you got an A.J. Burnett jersey, no, nah, go ahead and wear it. Right, yeah. Garrett Jones, I'm out on that, too. Your Garrett Jones jersey, you can still wear it, but, like, it's not that, like, oh, man, I need a new jersey. Like, if you have a Garrett Jones jersey, you might be thinking, I need new if you've got Neil Walker, Andrew McCutcheon, any of these guys, you're fine. You ain't got to buy a new yeah. one. Wear that to the no. game. We still, uh, we still like, we still now claim you, those guys. Right. If you have a Jung Ho Gung jersey, don't nah. put it on. Don't put it on at all. <laughs> <laughs> you can play softball. Maybe you use it for a work shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think like the like the Pedro Alvarez jersey because I'm a big Pedro fan. I was. Big on it on Pedro Alvarez when he was in Pittsburgh. I loved him. Mm-hmm. We didn't have power. He was the power that we had. Yeah. Uh, by the way, had an RBI in every postseason game that he played in. So, but even the Pedro Alvarez jersey, you're probably thinking like, man, I, I might need New Jersey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Clint Barmus. You're probably thinking, ah, it might be time. Work shirt. <laughs> Work shirt. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, at least he was blue collar. That'd be all right. but like you know that's why if i was gonna get one it'd probably be like a clemeni jersey yeah you know what i mean i have a clemeni jersey but it is in a frame on my wall sure i guess that's fair i guess that's fair but and and i'll be i will i will say that i will be wearing a uh a brian reynolds jersey to the game thursday there you go see that's a good jersey to have right now Mm-hmm. Reynolds, obviously, Key Brian. It's a good jersey to have right now. You could still wear your Polanco jerseys that you bought when he was a rookie. <laughs> He's still on the team. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go buy a jersey right now, you're safe buying Brian Reynolds. You're safe Brian Key, buying Key Brian, obviously. Yeah. Who else? Who else are you going to buy a jersey of right now? Anyone? If you're going to buy a jersey at the game, if somebody's going to go to the game and say, what jersey should I buy? That's about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really. I wouldn't even a, buy a Newman jersey. No. I definitely wouldn't buy a Frazier jersey. <laughs> no. Even though, no. I mean, I like the guy and, you know. I'm yeah, but I mean, he's probably gone. Though. Adam Frazier, but he's probably gone. Although, we, we did talk about that. He's one of those guys that if he doesn't get the return, I'd rather just let him play. Yeah, There's nobody knocking down the door. No. Same no, thing with Polanco. Yet. Now, Newman, on the other hand, 
if he does play really well and somebody is interested, we have guys to play that position. Yeah. And a lot of them. I agree with that. So he could be more tradable. Now, same with Adam Frazier, technically. If Newman's not going anywhere, Eric Gonzalez can play second, or or Newman can slide to second and Gonzalez can play short. Cole Tucker could come up and play short and one of those two guys could play second. You know what I mean? Like that that's possible too. Yeah. So I guess I guess in that sense, he's tradable as well. It's just all about the return you're gonna get. What about a Moran jersey? Would you think people would be okay with that? I mean, they'd be okay with it, but like in three years, you're gonna want a different jersey. Sure. But I mean, I'm saying, okay, so how how long do you need to be able to wear that jersey to make it worth it? That's up if to you're buying it on opening day. Huh? I would yeah, I don't know that Moran finishes the season in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not saying he will or I'm not saying he won't, I mean, but I don't know that he does. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't guarantee it. And Keller hasn't shown me enough to be a jersey you'd buy either. No. He, not yet. He's got he's got I work still to think, do. I still think I still think he's got the potential to to make it all click here. Just not early in the season. Go make your own. <laughs> You know what I mean? Go get number whatever number you like with your name on the back. Get one with nothing on the back. That's true, too. Also, get a hot dog. Get I mean, not a hot dog. I mean, you can get a hot dog. But there's a ton of food. There's a ton of food there. ton of food. Take in the view. Take in the 80 degrees. And hope for a Pirates win. Hey, that team could be great on any day. Any day. Man, if they get beat 14 to 1. I'll be bummed. <laughs> yeah, but we will. on the other hand, I won't be that bummed because I'll be back at the game. That's true. I'll be back still at the ballpark. There. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, home opener, man. I just love it. I love getting back there, especially now. It's been a long time. Yeah. Missing all the games last year. It's going to be good to be back. You know what I mean? I I sure do. So ultimately, let's uh, recap today's episode. We're pretty frustrated. Sucks that Key Bryan's hurt. More so, the starting pitching's bad. Hitting hasn't been great, but I feel like it's been okay. We just got to score with runners in scoring position. Yeah, you got to find a way to get those guys in. Yep. That's the big thing right now. That's what we're watching. We got to get those guys. Brian Reynolds leads off with a double earlier today, and they just left him out there. Strike out, strike out, ground out. Yeah, that just can't happen. Put the ball in play. This team is not a strikeout or home run type team. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. No. You've got to be able to put the ball in play and move guys up, which is what Young Hayes does. And you don't have him in the lineup. And they don't feed off of that. Right. He's one of them guys that he goes, he goes, we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was only one for four in the game or one for five. One. Yeah. One for five. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, got to hit the ball. Anthony Alford still doesn't have a hit yet. That's got to. And he was, he was one of my picks to be, you know, good this year. So 
Yeah. Hopefully he can get this out of his system and then kind of, you know, be yeah. be decent the rest of the year. Yeah. Got to snap out of it. And that's the kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. this is the problem, and this is what makes teams, uh, teams like this, you know, the reason we struggled so much last year is when it's going bad for somebody, it can't go bad for everyone. Right. You got to pick each other up. So Colin Moran's doing all right. Brian Reynolds is doing all right. Philip Evans is doing all right. Uh, hit his second yeah. home run tonight, uh, the only run of the game. But, like, you know, after that, it falls off. Frazier and Newman aren't doing any good. I mean, they're doing okay. They started off okay, or Frazier did. But, like, it just has to It has to get better. And the bottom of the order is, is non-competitive. But I think... I think it starts with the pitching. Yeah. The starting I think pitching, we get out of it. You get out of it so quickly that you can't. You, yeah. You know, your, your, your head's already down before you're coming up to bat. Yeah. And that's, what's been happening. And that's, I mean, the, the starting pitching, you know, like we said, collectively 19 innings, 20 hits, 15 runs, 13 walks. And 23 Ks. 386 yeah. pitches in only 19 innings. That's good for 20.3 pitches per inning. That has to improve. MLB average is fewer than 15. Yeah. So at the current rate, we're at, if we if we last this long, we're reaching 100 pitches in the fifth inning. We're not lasting right. the fifth inning most of the time. But that's where that's where these guys would be. You got to find a way to get to that fifteen and fewer per inning. I believe. I believe. I remember seeing a, a stat come across. Greg Maddox, complete game, shut out, gave up like two hits, eighty something pitches. Yeah, a complete game, and we're talking about reaching a hundred pitches. Yeah, in the fifth. In the fifth, is what they're going to do if they if they keep this rate of twenty pitches per inning. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not ideal. Maddox did pitch in a different time, so I get that. Absolutely. He's got, the yeah. hitters are taking more pitches. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's not – that is very rare to, yeah. oh, to pound the zone absolutely. like that and have guys actually swing at it. But, right. But they're They're, they're trying behind. to work your pitch count up. Right. But we're behind. If they're going to be taking pitches, we need to be ahead. Right. That's that has fueled this start to the season is the starting pitching, which is exactly what we talked about. Is this team's only going to go as far as their starting pitching is going to allow them? Mm-hmm. This is why we say they're going to lose ninety five to ninety nine games <laughs> <laughs> because I'm holding on to I'm holding on to hope that there isn't a hundred losses. The way it looks right now, there's going to be, but they're going to hit streaks too. They're going to hit times where yeah. they're going to be better than this. So we're going to look forward to those times when, when things start clicking and they have a good they have a good run there for a couple weeks where they where they go seven and three and it feels good and it's a nice little run. A couple starting pitching, you know, moments that they have. And if they could do that a few times, have a nice month, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they'll get themselves, but they definitely uh, toyed around with us offensively a little bit in spring. 
Yeah. That those kind of numbers, yeah. obviously, and we said they're not going to keep up. No, we yeah we knew that, but hopefully we can hit on one of our predictions. Right. A lot of baseball to play. No reason in overreacting about how bad it is. You can you can talk about how bad it is. I don't have a problem with that. It's bad right now. Yeah. But let's not get carried away and say that they're going to go one and five the rest of the way out and win 40 games. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That while they're playing bad now, there's going to be good times too. Just there's probably going to be more bad than good. And we understand that, and we knew that coming in. Right. So the day that you go to the game, let's hope for the best. You never know. But the starting pitching has to change. Yeah, they got to do better. This is this is the problem. You got anything else? Any closing thoughts here? Um, I mean, there is something I'm, I'm going to throw out there. We did pick up a pitcher from the Angels. Yes. Um, don't know much about him. Was reading the thing about him, and, and Derek Shelton doesn't know a whole lot about him. <laughs> he said, I watched some video on him. He's got a good fastball-curveball combination that we think will give us some depth in our in our bullpen. So, I mean, let's see what, he, let's see what he's got. I mean, why, why not? Yeah, we'll see. The guy's name is... Kyle Keller, uh, no relation yeah. to Mitch. I know I, I did look that up. <laughs> so that's all we got for today. Home opener is this week. I tell you what, we're going to be there. We're going to have a, a little setup, I think. We're going to try to. Try mm-hmm. to set it up outside the stadium. Um, if you're, if you're going to be around and you're listening to us, see if you can find us. A couple redheads. Uh, Jake's got a big red beard. You'll see us hanging out. We're going to maybe do some interviews, get some questions answered for some people. And if you're around, come talk to us for a few minutes. We'll probably play some clips here, uh, see if we can get some pirate fan positivity on the home opener. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait, man. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Stay with us as we follow the Pirates all season long. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each new episode is released. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Bridge to Bucktober and on Twitter at Bridge the number two Bucktober. Let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear more about. Thank you, and let's go Bucks!